You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. The heart of spring practices is here across college football. Many college football teams about to undergo their spring games in the middle of April. We have gone through every Power 5 conference this spring on the College Football Daily in discussing our burning questions. And today, we're going to jump into the group of five as those five conferences deal with changes as the playoff plans to expand here in the next calendar year. Hello, I'm Brandon Marcello. You're listening to the College Football Daily. It is Wednesday, March 29th. We have one more year before the college football playoff expands, and we begin to have that race for number six. Remember, the six top championship teams from conferences will be invited into the college football playoffs starting in 2024, which means that a group of five conference will be assured a spot in the college football playoff. Now, that doesn't happen this year, but programs are moving from conference to conference, and they're trying to improve themselves on the field to be in position to contend for national championships. And this has been a big year and really a big two years as far as realignment and conferences, but also in hirings and firings among group of five programs. In fact, you recently saw Cincinnati's Luke Fickle, who led Cincinnati, the first group of five team to ever be invited to the college football playoff. He left for Wisconsin this past offseason. Cincinnati now moving into a Power Five conference itself as it joins the Big 12 this year after being in the AAC. So what are our burning questions in the group of five this spring? Well, it's difficult to narrow it down to just five teams or so. So some of these questions that I have are grouped together with a few teams or a couple of teams, but some are team specific. And I wanted to start in Conference USA, which has been down a little bit here in the last few years as others such as the Sun Belt and most notably the AAC have taken over and become more prominent in the group of five space. But in the Conference USA, I feel that the future of that conference is on the shoulders of a program like Western Kentucky and also on the shoulders of Newcomer Liberty, which is moving into Conference USA after being an independent and before that, an FCS program. My question is, can Western Kentucky maintain the success it's had the last few years amid continuous attrition? Western Kentucky has replaced eight coaches this offseason and 14 combined coaches over the last two seasons. Incredible turnover rate. And yet Tyson Helton, the head coach there, has been able to win nine games a season these past two years and contend for championships while also having the nation's best offense or one of the top 10 offenses, depending on the year you look at. And this spring, 
they have a lot to replace, not just with the coaching staff, as I mentioned, but also with the roster. They lost 17 players to the transfer portal this offseason. They lost 15 transfers back in 2022. This program, in spite of all of this attrition, has maintained success. And that's because Coach Helton has not been afraid to bring in some edgy thinkers with their offenses and defenses. And also, they hit the transfer portal hard and bring in some really good players. But can they keep that up for a third year? It's one thing to do it one year. It's incredible to do it in back-to-back years as they did, but can he do it three straight years in a row? They bring in a new offensive coordinator, Drew Hollingshead, who was the inside receivers coach at Mississippi State last season, where Drew coached for legendary coach Mike Leach, who passed away. And now he's taking over this offense and said this spring that he watched Western Kentucky from afar because he was so fascinated by the things they were doing offensively. And now he brings his version of the air raid there at Western Kentucky. And he's got a quarterback coming back in Austin Reed, who was a transfer last season from Division II West Florida and ended up leading the nation in passing yards with 4,744 yards to go along with 40 touchdowns. He entered the transfer portal himself after the 2022 season. And it looked like Western Kentucky was going to have to replace their quarterback again. But he pulled his name out of the portal and is returning to Western Kentucky. So that is great news for them. But can Western Kentucky, as they break in new players, especially from the transfer portal, maintain this success? This spring will tell a lot as far as the cohesion of that staff, for one, with eight new coaches, and also, of course, all those new transfers coming in. A lot of attrition there, but man, Coach Helton has done a fantastic job these last two years in the face of all that. The other team in the Conference USA I wanted to talk about was Liberty, as I mentioned, who As they joined Conference USA for their first year, a lot of people believe that they're going to be that new group of five power on the level of potential success of a Boise State that we saw back in the early 2000s and, excuse me, mid-2000s and 2010s. But Liberty, though, replacing a lot, including their head coach. As you guys know, Hugh Freeze left Liberty to return to the SEC and is now Auburn's head coach. But Liberty made a great hire in hiring Jamie Chadwell away from Coastal Carolina, where he was winning double-digit games the last two years, really had that breakthrough year in the pandemic season in 2020. Now he goes to Liberty, gets a big pay raise, brought a lot of familiar faces with him from Coastal Carolina up to Liberty, kept a couple guys from that Liberty staff on Hugh Freeze's staff, and has a good kind of cohesive unit there of the old with the new. But now Liberty's going from being an independent to a Conference USA member. So the simple question this spring for them is, what will the Jamie Chadwell era look like at Liberty? They've got 28 newcomers coming into the program. 17 of them are already on campus there, This, but they have to replace some star power at receiver and also at linebacker. Chadwell this spring has even admitted, hey, we've got a long ways to go as far as just getting the staff up to speed with how I want to do things here, and then also the players for that matter. And there's going to be growing pains. Yes, Liberty has been successful in the past two, three seasons under Hugh Freeze, playing an independent schedule and playing Power Five teams, and for that matter, some really great group of five programs themselves. But now they're going to be battling in a conference where week to week, you got to be on your game to be in the conference championship race. Also, Liberty is going to be playing five straight games next season in the middle of the week. Remember, Conference USA going with a different type of television schedule from what we're accustomed to seeing across the nation as they try to bump up their notoriety in the public realm. 
more of my burning questions in the group of five after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Boise State was the ultimate Cinderella, the, 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 the big story in the early 2000s, the mid-2000s, 2010s under Chris Peterson. He left, of course, went to Washington, and then Brian Harson stepped in and continued some of that success, though it kind of took a tick down a little bit in the Mountain West. But they were still winning conference championships, even if they weren't necessarily on the national stage winning big bowl games on a consistent basis. They struggled a little bit. In fact, the last time Boise State won a conference championship in the Mountain West was in 2019 in Brian Harson's final season there, leading the Broncos before he went to Auburn, and that all exploded in his face a couple of years later. Andy Avalos has done a pretty good job in rebuilding that roster in this new transfer portal era, and last season they won 10 games, but they lost the Mountain West Conference Championship game and did so by double digits. So you wonder... Can they get back to that conference championship level? My question is, will Boise State pick it back up and not slip off of the national stage completely? Andy Avalos, of course, Boise State guy. He knows what it takes to win there. But in this transfer portal era, it's very difficult. But they did take a huge step last year after a slow start to the season. They won those 10 games, as I mentioned. They go into this year having to replace some key cogs along that offensive line and also some big-time pass rushers. Can they get back up to that pace where customers are seeing at Boise State? They've been a bit inconsistent here the last five years or so, even in those latter years of the Brian Harson era. And the Mountain West has become so much tougher with the likes of San Diego State and, of course, Fresno State really coming back on the big stage themselves. My next burning question in the group of five goes to the AAC, which I think is, I think a lot of us, it's the unquestioned top group of five conference, which, sorry, Mike Oresco, the, the, the conference commissioner there, he would absolutely drub me for calling them a group of five conference, but that's what it is. And in fact, it's about to get even worse for everybody because the fact of the matter is there's no power five conferences anymore and group of five conferences anymore. In reality, it's the mega powers against everybody else. And the mega powers are the SEC and the Big Ten. But that's a conversation for another day. But if there is a top conference in that group of five setting outside the Pac-12 and Big 12 and ACC, it is the AAC. And it's because of programs like Tulane that went on that huge run last season and won the conference championship. And as much attrition as the AAC is going through here this upcoming season and losing four programs to the Big 12 itself, including UCF and Cincinnati, there is hope. 
They're adding some really good schools themselves, and they've got Tulane returning to the conference. Tulane improved from a two-win team in 2021 to 12 wins, including a 46-45 thrilling victory against USC in the Cotton Bowl this past season. It was an amazing year. Willie Fritz has been one of the more underrated coaches in the last four to five years across college football. I've been saying it, and the reason why I've been saying it is not because I'm a smart aleck or, or genius by any means, but it's because other coaches in the industry have told me this guy gets it done. He was up for the Kansas job a couple years ago. He was up for the Georgia Tech job this past offseason, but Tech decided to stay in-house there. And Willie Fritz returns to Tulane this year. And yes, they do need to replace some pieces there, including two all-conference linebackers this spring. But believe it or not, Tulane was saved quite a bit by name, image, and likeness money. The NIL at Tulane has been top-notch. It's kept some big-time players there on campus instead of them entering the transfer portal and going off the Power 5 conferences where they can go make more money themselves and potentially get better and also be in a better place on that NFL radar because they're playing in a Power 5 school. But Tulane's kept those guys there, including quarterback Michael Pratt, who was receiving a lot of notice from Power 5 programs that needed quarterbacks. So what happened? Pratt weighed his options and realized, oh, I can get a pretty good NIL deal here in New Orleans and stay at Tulane. So he's coming back. Does Tulane have what it takes to remain on top of the AAC? On paper, it looks like it to me. They only lose a few like big-time playmakers offensively and defensively, and they've done a really good job in the transfer portal going after and getting some really good backups from Power 5 teams to come in and potentially be starters and, and as a result, stars for them. Willie Fritz, again, underrated coach, has been up for two Power 5 jobs in the last two years and yet still doesn't get the, I think, the notoriety and the attention that he deserves after taking Tulane to the mountaintop of the AAC last year as a conference champion and beating media darling USC in the Cotton Bowl with a fantastic comeback victory in that game. My final question in the group of five stays in one state and it stays in the South and it involves the Sun Belt, which the Sun Belt to me, there was a time not that long ago that the Sun Belt was below Conference USA as far as just consistently successful teams. And for that matter, the MAC. The MAC has been really up there, but the MAC has fallen off the last couple of years, especially in 2022. But the Sun Belt is in a position now to potentially become the top group of five conference in college football and unseat the AAC. The AAC is losing some really good teams and programs to the Big 12, the Sun Belt adding some good programs, and also there are two powers emerging, and one of them is an old power. And again, I'm staying in one state here. Is the Sun Belt now the state of Alabama's conference? Troy and South Alabama were huge last year. Troy, of course, won the Sun Belt Championship, beating Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship game. They won 12 games, which was tied for the most ever since Troy moved into the FBS. South Alabama, just down the road in Mobile, was right there with them, winning double-digit games, and they played a really good game, a defensive battle, late in the season. But Troy got the better of them. South Alabama only lost one game last season in conference, and it was against in-state rival Troy. And I bring these two teams up, one, because, yes, the recent success, but also because of what they've been able to do in the transfer portal, which is so critical for these group of five teams as they lose guys and then also have to try and supplement their own rosters. But also, 
because of one, the history and tradition at a place like Troy and the newness of South Alabama. What do I mean by that? Go look at South Alabama's facilities right now. They just opened up a new stadium here within the last couple of years that is just state-of-the-art and beautiful. And they've got some really good football facilities there as well. And head coach Kane Womack has built that program over the last three years into something that is sustainable. He's also hired coaches with really great local ties there, including newly hired special teams coordinator linebackers coach Trey Williams, who's from Mobile, is under 30 years old, very smart, has a lot of connections. And South Alabama, with it being located in Mobile, coaches have told me all the time there, that was a sleeping giant in the Sun Belt because you could just stay on the I-10 corridor and recruit and be able to have a program that could be a top 40 program in the group of five. That's saying something. And the I-10 corridor is filled with fantastic players all the way across the panhandle of Florida, over to Jacksonville, all the way to the coast there. And then, of course, through Louisiana, where there's a lot of prospects that these group of five programs go after, but especially in the Sun Belt and Conference USA. So I see the Sun Belt this upcoming year being a battle between Troy and South Alabama. But can it, can, will we see that? A lot of that's going to depend on what happens this spring with some really key position battles there, but also just trying to shore up depth. Troy had a generational defense last year under John, John Summerall, the head coach there. And they're going to take a bit of a step back this year. And their offense is going to have to step up. The good news for them, quarterback Gunnar Watson is back. That defense was record-setting and generational. And as much as we obsessed over the likes of Georgia and Iowa last season with their defenses in the Power 5 level, Troy was just as good on the Group of 5 level when we look at the context of all those teams. Troy, after winning 12 games and the Sun Belt Championship, can they play as well defensively that they need to kind of supplement and complement, I should say, that offense. I see Troy as almost like the group of five rising power of like, say, a Georgia four years ago. And like Georgia last year, Georgia had a generational defense in 2021, and we thought they would take a step back in 2022 defensively, and they did, but just barely. And then that offense sparked things completely, and they were just as dominant as ever at Georgia last season. Is Troy, I'm not saying Troy is copying that blueprint, but I think that there's some storylines there that are very similar to what Georgia did on the Power 5 level to what Troy is doing in the Group of 5 level here these last couple of years. But this is a key year to show whether that that's consistent and whether they can do that. And meanwhile, South Alabama, again, a 10-win team coming back, and they've got 18 of their 22 starters coming back. In fact, <laughs> Coach Kane Womack there says it's more like 19 or 20 starters coming back because they had a couple of safeties last season who were injured that were going to start, and now they're back looking to become all-conference players themselves. And they've got the core key piece coming back in quarterback Carter Bradley. So again, Two teams with the pieces in place to continue to compete. And to me, the Sun Belt is going to be, it's all going to be out the state of Alabama. You're going to have to circle those two teams because Coastal Carolina is about to take a step back. And what's going to happen with App State? 
such a great conference. And again, the Sun Belt might be in a position here where we're sitting here going, maybe the Sun Belt's the best group of five conference out there. And a lot of that's going to depend on whether Troy and South Alabama can be dominant just as they were a year ago. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the College Football Daily. Thanks for listening to my burning questions about the group of five conferences and their teams. And if you want to go back and listen, we have a whole list of episodes of the previous Power Five conferences and our burning questions this spring there as well. And of course, you should go check out 247sports.com for much more coverage on spring football across the country. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brett M. Marcello. This has been the College Football Daily. We'll see you down the road. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.